This is Doing Daily. I'm your host, Jonathan Stark, and today I am joined by daily emailer Geraldine Carter. Check it out. Geraldine, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jonathan. Always great to talk to you. Same here. Uh, For folks who are just hearing your name for the first time, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. So my name is Geraldine Carter. I'm a business coach for overworked solo CPAs who are earning about a half a million to a million dollars in revenue. And I help them build a nicely profitable firm with less effort because many of them are on the treadmill um, for reasons your listeners know about. Hourly billing sort of sets up this dynamic that makes it hard to get off the treadmill. And I help them I help them transition by focusing on a tight position in the marketplace, pricing and packaging their services, and then promoting what they do and the value they create for their buyers. Cool. And you have a daily mailing list. Who, who is the intended audience for the list? Presumably it's the same group of people, but is that, am I right or wrong about that? You are right about that. It is for solo CPAs pretty much only. I mean, I have other readers. I'm aware that I have people who are don't fit that and who are in other kinds of businesses. Uh, but when I write an email, the I, who I picture in my mind is who I just described. Okay. And when they come to your sign-up page, what's the promise to the reader? Like you give me your email address and allow me into your inbox, you know, five or more times a week, and I will give you what in return? I will give you a single tip of business strategy every day that will help you rethink how you're thinking about your business, how you're running your business, and a something that you can either think about or implement that will alter the trajectory that your business is on to make it more profitable with less effort. Cool. When did you start doing the daily email? Christmas, about 18 or I guess 20 months ago. So I, like, I think about it like a year and a half. Cool. And so why did you do it? Like what, what were you doing before that, if anything? And then what, what caused you to make the switch? Okay. Why did I do it? Um, well, because I paid you a lot of money because I think you're one of the smartest people around and you told me it would be a good idea and good for my business. And, um, (laughs) and I was like, okay, I'm scared, but I, I mean, pretty much it was just blind faith. Right. And, um, so But I'd also, you know, you had evidence that it was a great thing. So I was willing to like put my faith in that and just trust. But it really felt like um, driving 40 miles an hour in dense fog when I started. So, (laughs) Can you go into that a little bit? What what things made you nervous? What kind of did you have any specific fears or did it just seem like I was dragging you kicking and screaming? Did I have any specific fears? Yes, let me count them. Um, nobody will open my email. Who's going to want to read what I have to say? Can I find anything interesting? I have 150 subscribers. I mean, yeah, like all the fears. How is this going to work for me? Or CP is going to read my email? You know, all of it. So, mm-hmm. but but I also knew that, you know, intellectually, I could appreciate that this was a valuable thing to do. So I just separated out the fears and, you know, put them in a container on the side and just started writing. Courage. So, <laughs> yes, sometimes. <laughs> so uh, you asked me what I was doing before I started writing daily. I was probably attempting to write weekly, uh, but really doing a miserable job of it and just struggling and hating MailChimp and just, uh, yeah, it was painful. Mm. So what benefits have you gotten in that, you know, relatively, I mean, on the, on the one hand, it seems like a short time, but on the other hand, it's like every single day. So that's, you know, 400 emails or more. So what's been your, what's been your experience of, 
of doing that? Were any of your fears realized? What happened? So my experience of doing that, I mean, first of all, first off, it was admittedly, it was hard for the first, I think, especially the first three months. It really, I had to kind of hoist myself up by my knickers to make myself right. And, you know, there were days that I missed. There were probably maybe weeks that I missed, but I just kept going and I kind of, I just made myself <laughs> energetically this feels like I was really slogging it out and duking it out with the process and maybe it was um, but I just made myself do it because I knew that I would get to the other side I just trusted that I would get to the other side and mm -hmm. the benefits that I've seen are that my audience has grown from I think I had when I started 150 on my list and now I have maybe I think it's gone up to a thousand but then I prune it so now it's down back to like 600 or 700 um, certainly my thinking is more clear about what I talk about. Whereas when I started, I was kind of wandering and trying to find my way. Now I know what my listeners respond to. And because I know what they respond to, I can focus on those topics primarily, typically pricing, value, stuff like that. And I can focus on teaching them better and in different ways so that that I can uh, help them understand it better because sometimes people don't learn things on the first explanation, right? They kind of have to yeah. hear it from a few different ways, a few different messages, and then it clicks. Is it still like tough to get yourself to do it or did you find that it became, you got into the routine? Yeah. So let me see. Is it still tough to do it? Let me finish with the, um, the benefits because like it goes from there is like the better I got at doing that, the more value I could create for my readers. And when I started creating more valuable information and emails, my list started to grow faster and then the revenue followed. And now, 18 or 20 months later, my business just feels so much easier, like it grows more easily because um, because I write daily and because the content, like you talk about the solar system, like it all starts, it starts to evolve and revolve much more easily. And... It's more joyful. I find more joy in my business. There's less of the sort of the feeling of difficulty than there was. Great. So I guess that answers your follow-up question was like, did the toughness wear off? And yeah, absolutely. I yeah. mean, it's still sometimes challenging for me to show up and write. Um, like I'm not going to pretend like I just show up and prose flow from my fingertips, but it's much, much easier. And I'm like, okay, now I know it feels like messy when I start, but I just start with the messy and then eventually it crystallizes. Perfect. Do you think you'd ever stop doing the daily list? Mm, no. Oh, all right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Asked and answered. Um, so do you, you, you mentioned that you write every day, but do you do it like literally every day or do you write like seven for the week and then schedule them to go out? Or, or how does that work? So I tried writing one message one day like one message per day. And I found that um, for me, that was like stop, start, stop, start. And so much warm up time that it was taking me sometimes like two hours to get one email out. And um, so then I started batching and that really helped because I could just get into the flow of like, what do I want to talk about? And then I would write stuff. And if it was, I was like, actually, this is like four days or nine days worth of emails. And I could kind of write series like mini chapters and when I started doing that, that helped a lot. And I could just block a like a four-hour half day or something and just uh, create a bunch of emails, however many it was. And then um, and those were done. And then once they were done, I would you know, count how many they were. And then I would block the next four-hour batch of time, depending on how many I had just written. 
Mm, okay, interesting. And when you once you've gotten to that phase, so let, so just to recap, so in four hours you could write maybe ten emails. Yeah, probably. Or, fair know, to say. seven to ten. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, probably even fifteen something. Like I, in four hours, I could probably write two to three weeks worth weeks worth of emails. Perfect. Great. And at that point, sort of tactical question: Do you schedule them out and then put a reminder in your calendar to to do another batch, or do you every day do you be like, okay, which one of these do I want to publish? I'm going to do this one. Okay. Um, I schedule. So the first thing I do is um, I have a like a Google Doc that is the week's worth of emails, Monday through Friday, and mm-hmm. um, each. So I'll write the emails and then I'll position them in the Google Doc underneath the day and then my VA I'll notify my VA and she will load them into drip send me a test and I will approve the test or if there are edits to be made send her the edits and then if needed send me another test and then if it's approved then she schedules it to go out on the day that it's listed under in the Google Doc got it is it a spreadsheet or a uh, like a so word type <laughs> so I have the Google Doc to for the uh, emails the composition and then I have a spreadsheet that tracks all the emails, like where it is in process and they're batched. So it's not like, yes, because it moves through the process, right? I've written it. I've, she's tested it. I've approved it, blah, blah. There's like actually five columns for the process. Um, mm-hmm. So with the title at the end, so I'm like, okay, I can kind of track which emails are where and stuff like that. So I can see the big picture on one page in a spreadsheet. Perfect. So these batching sessions, do you have a particular day that you like to write or do you just try and fit it in where into your schedule wherever it fits? I mean, <laughs> if my business was like totally dialed in, I'd probably pick a day where I always wrote, but my life is more unpredictable than that. So I figure it out and I put it in where it needs to be and where I've got room. I mean, actually not where I have room because I make the room first, but it's not like every Tuesday from two to four. Gotcha. Do you have a spot that you usually write or is it just sort of random like, you know, at a kid soccer game, you'll bang some out on your phone? It doesn't sound like it. It sounds more like Mm-mm. you. No. So I write at my desk, but I do what you suggested, which was um, have an email folder and a filter for um, ideas. Mm-hmm. So I created a keyboard shortcut that is, you know, dot DDT for daily drip topic and set up a Gmail filter so that um, I'll just write myself the email and then it automatically filters to a folder, doesn't land in my inbox. And then when I need mm-hmm. inspiration, I can go in there and get stuff. But I mean, so often I just write about what's happening with my clients because that's topical. They're struggling with it. If they're struggling with it, I know 500 other people are struggling with it. So that's usually where I go for ideas. Cool. So I know lots of people are um, interested in what pencil Stephen King uses. So could you go a little bit <laughs> into... You just described something that sounded kind of strange, like probably sounded kind of strange, which is you have an idea and and I think this is what you said. You sort of send yourself an email that Mm -hmm. then goes into a a folder. So like you, so like there's this point where you have an idea and you need to capture it or you're going to forget it. Mm -hmm. And so you just email it to yourself and it automatically goes to this, some folder that you can go in later when, when it's time to write, you can say, oh, here's. I don't know, 20 ideas that I had throughout the course of my last couple of weeks. And then there's the, so there's the capture phase. Then there's the writing phase that you do in batches. And then there's the publishing phase, which you use the spreadsheet in the VA for. Is that my kind of? Yes, that's exactly it. Cool. 
Uh, all right. What platform do you use to send the messages? You said you mentioned Mailchimp, but you also mentioned Drip. Mailchimp, but you also mentioned Drip. Yep. So I used to use Mailchimp when I was writing weekly, and then when you helped me convert over to daily, we converted over to Drip. And I was never a huge fan of Mailchimp. I just couldn't get my head around what it was doing. Admittedly, I never trained myself on it. Um, and now in so now I use Drip. It's much faster. It feels more robust. Um, and I like it better. Admittedly, I could, I could and would benefit by training myself on the, the tool itself, Drip, what it can do. Um, I think I would probably have an easier time of it and be more effective if I did that, but I haven't gotten there yet. Got it. Now, do you schedule your messages to go out at the same time every day or is there some variation there? I mean, I try and schedule them to go out at really early in the morning, my time, because I'm in mountain time. So by the time it, like I want it to land early in the morning, East Coast time, so that it can do its two hour test and then kind of land on the early part of the day for most people. But that doesn't always happen. And it's, you know what, it's still fine. I don't think it has a huge impact on my open rates. Got it. Uh, you mentioned earlier that you, uh, you know, when you were, when you first started that, you know, maybe missed a day, maybe missed a week. Um, is that, does that still sometimes happen? What happens if, and when you miss a day, what do you, what do you do to deal with that? If anything? Um, what do I do to deal with it? What do you mean by deal with it? Like, why is if it? If you, a... if you woke up in the morning and said, oh no, I forgot to send my email yesterday. Oh, then I just send it today. <laughs> No apology to the list. Or yeah, no, 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 no apology. I think for me, in order to be able to write daily, I had to set myself up to not put pressure on myself. Because if I did, mm -hmm. like I, I'm a pro at putting pressure on myself. I don't need another place in my life or my business to do that. So I just said to myself, look, you know, in order for like, it felt like a, a big commitment to write daily or five days a week. And I said to myself, look, in order to do this, I'm just going to do the best that I can. And I know that when I set myself, when I set out to do things that I, by nature, do the best that I can. And if I miss a day, fine. Like, <laughs> it's okay. Mm -hmm. And I just pick up, I write the next day. It's like, it's no big deal. I I focus, really, I focus my attention on what to do to grow my business, not on like how missing a day was like, oh my gosh, some terrible transgression. <laughs> right, terrible transgression. So do you ever take breaks or how would you plan for that if you were going to go on vacation? Just the batching so, process, just handle that for you? So sometimes I will, like during the holiday break in the winter, I'll say, hey, um, it's the holidays. You need a break. I'm taking a break. See you in January. Nice. And I don't think anybody misses my emails for two weeks. Um, admittedly, I think this is a good example when there was a certain wave of COVID that came through and like school and daycare, like closures. And I was like, oh, my God. So I just sent a thing to my email. I put it in the footer and I was like, hey, we're having COVID craziness over here. My emails might be intermittent for the foreseeable future, but I'll come back around as soon as things settle. And I got a couple of emails there. People were like, I hope like we're dealing with the same thing too. <laughs> thank you for, you know, thank you for giving me permission to like do a little bit less in my business while this, while we deal with this. So I, I haven't run into any problems. And then with that, and then if I do know I'm going on vacation to the best of my ability, I will batch in advance. And that's actually kind of fun. Cause then you can just be on vacation and people are sending you email like, this is a great email. And I'm like, Oh, right. I totally forgot. I wrote that. <laughs> right. 
Okay, so let's pivot a little bit into content. You mentioned a few things uh, about, you know, topically what you'd write about, but how do you come up with enough stuff to write about? Or do you have a trouble? Do you have trouble coming up with enough stuff to write about? Oh, yeah, no, no, there, there's no such thing. Like, there's so much more to write about than I could ever possibly get to. I've, like, once I started, there's so much stuff to write about. In working with my clients, there's so many things that come up that I jot down that I'm like, this would be great. That would be great. This would be great. Uh, there's there's just no end in sight. So that that actually doesn't happen. How, how let's go into that a little bit because it's, I, I think you said, I'm hoping I'm not putting words in your mouth, but earlier you said that when you were doing weekly, it was like pulling teeth. It was much harder. Uh, and maybe even at the beginning of doing daily for you know a month or three, it was still a little bit torturous. So mm -hmm. do you, do you, is there a connection between now you've got more ideas than you could ever write about? Is there a connection between that and the fact that you have a daily outlet for this information or is it something else about your business that changed that has produced this like wealth of ideas? So I think when I was writing only weekly, the thought in my mind was, what do I say? I have to say the right thing. I have to write this power packed, you know, three topic email. Whereas when I write daily, it's more just a conversation back and forth. And it creates, it just makes the whole process more fluid where it's like, oh, idea, right. That generates a new idea, right. And the, the hurdles are like incremental steps instead of giant hurdles weekly that I have to step over. Yeah, this is my only chance this week to do something good. Yeah, right. and it's better be good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the worst. Well, so how long are your messages now, the daily messages? So I don't actually know. It's like, I think if Drip is accurate, it tells me that typically they're like five to 700 words. But I mean, how long is that, right? So I think it probably takes... Um, it's probably like, probably takes 30 seconds, 15 to 30 seconds to read an email maximum. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So pretty short. Short, short, but like yes. longer than one sentence usually. Mm -hmm. But there, I would, I would these... say this, I would say this, mm -hmm. they're, they're one topic. It's like one single topic, one point, one topic, one email done. Perfect. So in these emails, do you promote your paid offerings? Do you link to things that people can buy? If so, how often do you do it? Where do you do it in the email? Uh, so a couple different ways. It depends. So right now I'm in a launch. I'm launching my mastermind for CPAs and I am heavily promoting that. But it's um, during launch phase, which is like early bird registration followed by regular registration. So it's not that much. Um, more commonly when I'm not in a sort of launch phase, I will sometimes in the footer rotate through the thing or things that I might want people to buy. In my case with coaching, because I don't have a productized service that I'm selling like an ebook or um, a digital video course right now, those are not cycling through the footer. But when I have had those things when I have been selling those things I will just cycle them through the footer like hey here are some do you like this email here are some other things you might like um, but I'm not on a sort of heavy promotion cycle if you will not when I'm not in a launch do you ever sell other people's stuff like affiliate links or paid placements or ads or sponsors sponsorships nope not yet and I don't okay. know that I will I kind of I think I probably won't gotcha okay so now engagement wise 
do you look at your open rates? Do you know what they are? How often do you look at them? I do look at them on occasion if I'm in there. Um, I don't I don't go to Drip to look at my open rates. I will only look if I'm already in there. Um, and I'll just scan through just to see what they're doing. They I try and keep them at about 35%. And if they go below that, then it's time for me to prune. Mm-hmm. Because I want, I only want people on my list who are opening my emails. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But I try not to obsess about it because I try to focus on value creation for my audience, which is a thing I can control. Whereas just looking at the open rate is like, there's nothing I can do once it's been opened. But by <laughs> yeah. focusing on the value creation is how I influence the open rate. Got it. And how many replies do you get in a week on, an, on average? Uh, one to five. Okay. So not overwhelming. No. Do you respond to all of those? What's the expectation from the, the subscriber? So I don't know if they have an expectation. I think in my footer, I say I aim to respond to all of them. And I do genuinely aim to respond to all of them. I mean, sometimes I probably screw up and let one go, but, um, or it like falls off the bottom of my inbox, but I pretty much aim to respond to people who reply by the end of the week. Do you ever get negative replies or sort of argumentative or skeptical? I've gotten exactly zero negative replies. I've gotten no argumentative, but I have gotten skeptical, which is good because I think it helps me write things better or more clearly. Or if not, if I think there's validity to their argument or skepticism, I like I want to inquire and dig because if they're skeptical, then other people are skeptical too. So that's something I want to dig into and potentially bring up. Okay. So I just want to point out a couple of things. So you sent like I don't know. It's like twenty months, something like that. So yeah. Five. Yep. What's that? Five thousand emails, emails, roughly. Thousand. Twenty. Am I doing that wrong? Uh, I don't know. Twenty months. Oh no. Let <laughs> you're on. Okay. Let me do weeks. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, I was let's do the math a month quick. For twenty months. Okay. So six hundred. Roughly, yeah. So six hundred emails. You aren't overwhelmed by the responses, and at at air quotes worst, you get a useful skeptical reply so that's mm-hmm. i think that's important to point out that's a lot of email to send out uh and and it doesn't turn into like a you doesn't turn your inbox into a disaster area of, no. of no. work or to-dos or emotions no okay no. so you mentioned a little bit about pruning your list a couple of times already let's talk about growth so how long did it take you to get uh how long did it take you to feel like your list was growing with the daily after the switch to daily did you lose because you had a list before you had maybe 150 people on it did you lose a bunch of people and then have to gain them back or what happened in the early days subscriber count wise with the daily list yeah so i think it might be helpful for listeners to hear that my first 150 subscribers on my list took me five years to acquire And then wow. the second and third were like it went to 600 or 1,000 or whatever in 18 months. Like it just started like immediately, not immediately, let me, uh, but it started climbing steady, steadily. Um, and, but I don't think that it was, I don't think that the writing daily itself was the thing that grew my list. I actually think it was the podcast tour because it was last July that we, I started going on a podcast tour. And I went on 25 podcasts in six to eight months. And it was, you can see in my analytics immediately in July, my 
subscriber list starting to grow. And it's been on a linear trajectory for that whole time. Um, and when I, when I um, sort of cooled my heels on the podcast tour, you can start to see my subscriber growth rate leveling, uh, not flatlining, but sort of starting to level off. And um, so, so I do think that people share my emails, but really I think it's the podcast tour that has grown my email list. Interesting. Is there, besides going on podcasts, is there anything else you do on a regular basis to try and attract new subscribers to the list? So I do it. I, the things that I do that get subscribers to my list are usually for other things. Like I might be launching a program or maybe I have a spot for a one-on-one client. So I'll do a series of like, I'll do three days worth of webinars back to back because I want those things. And then, of course, a secondary benefit is that they get on my list. But I haven't set out to intentionally list grow yet. I, I know I need to do that, but I haven't done it yet. But I do the other actions and they result in my list growing. Cool, cool, cool. When people unsus- unsubscribe, do you notice? Do you, and if you do notice, does it bum you out? What's, what's the emotional I, angle there? I, I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> That's the emotional okay. angle. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, you're a heavy I mean, pruner, honestly, so I, I suspect it. I, I only want people on my list to read my email. And if it's not right for them, then I want them to uns- unsubscribe. So it's fine. It's not a problem. And like people unsubscribe. It's like, it's not a problem. Great. Okay. So for someone listening who might be thinking about making that leap, you know, <laughs> into the 40 miles an hour into the fog, <laughs> what, what sort of person do you think would benefit from publishing a daily list? is the first question. And then what advice would you give to someone who's seriously considering starting? Okay, so it, I wonder about the question, what sort of person? And it can we adjust the question to be sure. what sort of business owner? Like, what's the, who's yeah, the business owner piece. that would... Okay. Because um, it's not... I think it's not about the temperament of the person and more like, what are you thinking about this? What are you wanting for your business? And is writing daily an appropriate fit for what you want for your business? Yep. So if we make the question that, then I think any person who is an independent professional, solo consultant um, in that line of work who wants more clients, who wants to do higher level work for fewer people, who wants their business to run more easily, who wants to head their direction, head their business in the direction of authority and expertise, then yeah, writing daily or three times a week or whatever metric you want to call it is absolutely, absolutely going to make a big difference. You might not see it right away. Like it's kind of a long play, um, but I, your business will absolutely benefit from you putting high quality, con- solid quality content out on a regular basis. And by regular, I mean more than once a week, more than once a week. I think probably at a minimum two, if not three times a week regularly at a minimum. And what advice would you give to someone who's convinced? Like, you've convinced me. What's the first first step? Write an email. Go get your account at Drip or ConvertKit or wherever. Plop an email into it and hit send. Stop cogitating. (laughs) (laughs) So what did, oh, right. So the advice, right? Like, considering cogitating, these are all just fancy words for procrastinating. Uh, To put it in words that you would use for your audience, do or not do, there is no consider. Right. Right. Like decide to either because you're 
considering cogitating, like that's not doing it. And your business benefits from when you decide to do it or you decide it's not right right now and you decide not to do it or you decide that my business isn't ready and but it will be ready when these certain metrics are checked, these boxes are checked, check back in like six months time. But make a decision that you're either doing it, not doing it or waiting to do it and get out of the considering cogitating because you're wasting brain space to um, to having not made a decision rather than having made a clear decision. And then you can use your brain space to actually be productive in whatever direction you choose. Brilliant. That is perfect. All right, Geraldine, thanks so much for joining me. Where can people go to find out more about what you're doing and perhaps sign up for your list? <laughs> they can go to my website, GeraldineCarter.com. And if they want to sign up for my list, it's at GeraldineCarter.com forward slash interest. And if they want to check out my podcast, it's business strategy for CPAs. Awesome. Thanks again. It's always great to talk to you.